Hi everyone and welcome back to the Gentleman's Talk. <laughs> I don't know why I always laugh at the way I get I get I get lost. I really do when I'm like, how do I how do I how am I supposed to sound on radio? I'm like, I don't know. Welcome to the Gentleman's Talk. Welcome back to the Gentleman's Talk. I don't know. Anyway, it baffles me, so I just go with whatever feels right at the time. Christ, well there we go. I hope you're okay. I hope you're okay. I hope you've been coaxing yourself into the norm, getting yourself better. I hope you've been keying in these mental health and well-being positives that you've been listening to. And that's kind of where this podcast leads me today, actually. Because I think it's really important to fully appreciate just how you feel when these techniques, these coping mechanisms whatever you want to call them if you don't want to label them that's absolutely fine I think we're all a bit cheesed off with labeling things nowadays but if you just instill these 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 focus you know good things good things just just incorporate them into your life however you want to do it Um, but I hope it's working for you and that's the most important thing because do you know what I want to spin I want to spin a little bit of a a positive web, um, if you like, on on what I'm learning. And this is really important, I think, in the whole process. And I did this little TikTok earlier, actually, where I spoke about mental health is not about the destination or it's about the it's about the process. And what do I mean by that? It's about how you drive there, not about the final destination. It's not about the final location. And that's really important to remember. And that sort of resonated with me today because it is really true. Um, we can all want something to happen. Like how many of us out there, and I think probably um, most of us actually, think that happiness is going to just fall in our lap. It's just going to chap on the door or ring the ring doorbell and you're going to look at your phone and you're going to look at the app and you're going to expect to see happiness this wonderful thing sat at your front door saying you have now earned this now is your time to take it and unfortunately the reality of that is that does not happen um you might be fortunate where you could define the similar thing as i've won the lottery absolutely you can define that as your happiness and trust me if i'd have won the lottery at any point in my life so far would I be in a different place? I probably would because I know what it's like not to have money. Um, so, you know, for me to have that money, I would enjoy it. And I think even now, I think the, I would enjoy it even more now. But that's irrelevant at the point. What I'm trying to say is that can be your focus. That could be what your happiness is. You might be lucky. You could also incorporate luck as or, or happiness as your relationship and you fell lucky to get the most amazing partner who absolutely looks and dotes on you every single day I know that that would certainly seem happiness for some people and it can go on and on and um, but ultimately you have to all of these things if you'll notice they've all got one key denominators you have to go and do it so if you want to win the lottery you have to pay for the lottery if you want the right relationship you have to go out and and pursue or look for the right relationship even if you stumble across it accidentally it will still take investment from you you still have to work at it and I've spoken before about how disposable relationships feel nowadays and and it is very much um, like that and you have to work on it And, and everything that you get for happiness whether you think happiness is 
catching a certain fish. You have to cast the line, go to the place to find that happiness. You have to, the common theme there is you have to find it. It doesn't just fall in your lap. And if you do cast something as falling in your lap, even looking at, say, we'll cast our minds straight back again to the lottery, you could potentially win the lottery and be as miserable as fucking sin. Because you'll have nobody. Everyone around you will be fake because your money is there, you know, out of chance. And you'll find everybody comes out the woodwork when you get a little bit of lottery money, I can guarantee. So you'll be surrounded by stress. Every single place there can be a potential for a dark corner. And I think that that, for me, is why it's really important to acknowledge these little wins. And... Say, for instance, I've not been feeling apps. I've, I've been feeling fucking awful, actually, recently. And um, I even sat down on Friday night with my wife. And uh, and I just looked at her. And, I, and this was, you know, I don't, I don't talk about this. I've not... It's a bit of a weird one, okay? So I beat around and, you know, beat the drum, sorry. And beat, I don't beat around the bush and I beat the drum. There was a double uh, analogy there. But in, in knowing that by talking you help yourself you really do by opening up you help yourself and I know that and that's still a bit of a tough thing for me to do with even with the small close network around me I still find it a little bit difficult because I don't want to constantly talk about the sadness but you know what I do I do I talk with what I think is the right person and do you know I had a conversation with my dad um, on Saturday um, inherently why I was feeling a bit low and it was all to do with this massive thing that's going on with my family um, and my daughter and you know for me it's 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 a life-changing thing that's happened and um, you know I'm, I'm I do struggle I do absolutely do struggle um, and even on Friday um, I had some news and my wife was talking to me and I was actually on a meeting with a colleague of mine uh, he knows about the incident anyway we've spoken uh, in depth but even he said mate I don't know how you're functioning at the level you are in work um, with that news going on in the background every single day and I said I I don't know I, I you just keep going it's, it's a really weird thing and I've not been feeling great about it lately and I've been trying to get on and I feel a little bit let down by a couple of people in my in my organisation who know about my incident but still have treated me differently because I'm loud and Larry. I know they have but you know I don't focus on it but I, I acknowledge it and you know I haven't been feeling amazing. So I, but I, what I have been doing is I've been keeping up with and this is where the blessing in disguise comes in. I've been keeping up with listening to music. I've been keeping up with you know my reflection walks i've st i've been eat i've been smashing healthy food i was going to say healthy shit all week but i'm trying to add some emphasis but nobody wants to eat healthy shit because it's sh that's not what we do i've been eating healthy food for fuck's sake i've been eating healthy food all week and i felt amazing by the end of last week and i'll tell you something i ate healthy every single day well under my calorie deficit but full because i was eating the right foods with seeds and everything uh, you know chucking in for getting my 30 grams of fiber and by Friday, I felt amazing. And then Friday night, I had a pizza. Um, because I don't know why. We just had a pizza. But it was a lot of bread. Do you know what I mean? And, I, and it snowballed out of control over the weekend to a bottle of gin, to a lot of sadness, you know? So it kind of like, it was almost as if I'd let my defences down a little bit with looking after myself. But it just goes to show, and this is what's resonated with, this, with me this weekend, is when I felt horrendous, 
when I felt low and I did on Friday, it was fucking awful. I just didn't want to be in work. I didn't even want to get out of bed. Even Saturday, I didn't want to get out of bed. And, and I haven't moaned about this because I know that I can do something about it. So I can't. I can't do something about the incident. What I can do is something about the mental health of myself and my, and my family. And I've been doing that and I've just been focusing on that. And it's, it's really made me look at life quite differently this weekend. And I said to my wife on Friday, I sat down and, and we were sat watching TV. <clears throat> um, everyone was on a bit late. And I just said, you know, I said to her, I don't really, I don't really want to be here. I don't want to be in this house. I don't, I don't feel happy in in the UK. I don't feel happy doing what I'm doing. I know that I'm again. I've worked to almost the top of my game in health and safety knowledge, but I've got a lot of experience and must be. And that's not an arrogant way. I mean, in terms of quite a speedy term. I know you never really learn health and safety fully. It's it's an open book, but. I, th- I think I've got to quite a skilled level to the point where I can hold my own in the in, t- in two years. So for me, it's almost like as if I've had enough now. I've had enough of challenging myself. I've had enough of looking for another course that follows a dead end. I do feel very deflated over, you know, little things like um, that have gone on at work. I'm not going to talk about it, but just because I don't think that's the right thing to do. I don't think it's fine to vent about things. But at the same time, it has affected my mental health. And I just don't want to, I just don't want to keep doing what I'm doing. I don't want to keep fucking working every day. I want to build, design. I want to live in a fucking, like a a log cabin in the middle of somewhere, (laughs) you know, the middle of the fucking woods. It's like very much like that. Anyway, we sat down, we talked and do you know what? We spoke openly and, you know, she said, don't worry, you know, we, we are battling some things and uh, you're doing amazing. She knows I'm going to struggle in these areas. But we had a really open and frank conversation and that was hitting the right target for me. That was the person I needed for that reassurance. It's OK looking for support and elsewhere, but I don't know. I just don't want to spread too much sadness. It's kind of like it, it can get a little bit overwhelming sometimes. And I think that also... I think it's really important to acknowledge, not just to say you're sad, but actually do something about the sadness. And for me, that's when I talk, that's when I reflect, that's when I listen to music. Today, I literally, I'm so exhausted mentally at the moment. It's it's unfucking believable. Well, my my brain does not fucking stop. It's it. My missus off baffles the hell out of her. She says, I don't know how. There's stuff you come out with randomly that's like, why are you even thinking about that right now? And it is. It's just bonkers. And it's just because my mind is trying to stay away from this broken bit at the back of the brain. And I think it's really important not just to say that it's sad or, you know, but, but actually do something about it. And that's where I want to reward this whole process. I want to talk about this whole process, you know. And also share my experiences and I think that's really important do you know what I've I have grown in confidence I have grown in the confidence I suppose I've grown in myself but I've grown in confidence because I'm not ashamed of having a mental health illness I'm not ashamed of having PTSD I'm not ashamed of my breakdowns I do sometimes get a little bit saddened by my by my mental health and that's because I don't want to keep having it but I'm also getting very much to the focus and very much to the focal point of thinking to myself I don't want to constantly be sad anymore I'm just wasting my life being sad and some of these things I've acknowledged I can't change and some of these things I've acknowledged trigger my anxiety and trigger my 
PTSD, such as driving in the dark in the rain. That's, it is, it's, that's when my accidents have happened. And I get anxiety sometimes going into social situations. But at the same time, once I get my confidence, I'm away with it. it once I've knocked down my own internal barriers, I'm away with it. And I think that's a really important thing is, is with mental health, you, you have to remember with mental health, you can't find a cheat route for mental health you can't jump over mental health or go around it or oh, i'm gonna dig a fucking hole under it and i'm just gonna ignore it the only way you can get on top of your mental health is by going through it so just think of it as the finishing line of the of a race and you're breaking that tape you're going through so that the, the race is the journey the race is everything it's the you're you're talking say for instance I, I i suppose the easiest way i can interpret mental health is it's like being morbidly obese and then saying i'm going to do a marathon on monday and you decided this on sunday after eating a full roast that's to me is the process of mental health it's going to be fucking tough you're going to hit many walls you're going to be dehydrated you're going to be delusional you're going to believe there's all sorts you're going to be panic attacks you're going to lose the function in your lungs at some point through anxiety attacks you're going to feel sad because you're you're you you've got to the 12 mile mark and you know you're halfway those sort of things are, are going to be it's like a mental health journey that's what a marathon is and just think of the final tape as being the bit where you've decided right now i'm going to grip my mental health i'm going to look after myself as i said to you at the start of this podcast it doesn't come to you happiness doesn't just drop on your lap you have to work at it you have to manage it you have to do the right things just by pissing and moaning about it and I've done that for years. I've pissed and moaned about mental health for fucking years. And it's almost like a point where you don't want to get out of it because it's like an excuse. It's like a reason to not do something. It's like, I've got mental health. I'm, uh, you know, I'm not going to go to that fucking party or I'm not going to do that because of my mental health or I'm not going to drive in these certain conditions because of my mental health. I don't ever, I've never stopped, even though I've endured PTSD, I've never stopped driving in those conditions, ever. I push myself all the time. It makes me angry. People know that if you're in a car with me in those situations, and it's raining, it's dark, and there's a lot of lights on, and say, for instance, it's night, everybody that knows me that would be in the car that loves me and I love them will know that I am in a situation where all the lights are dimmed on my dash, the music's at the certain temperature, the temperature of the car is going to be right for me, and I'm going to be comfortably driving along the motorway, probably silent, or I'm going to be driving on the roads, probably silent, concentrating on the thing. One little click of a finger, I'm going to be fucking literally a quick fire match. I'm going to strike and it's going to fucking go set the fireworks off. Everybody that knows that's me, that's who I am. And it's anybody that loves me and knows me knows if you get in a car with me, I feel I'm driving around in a tank. And if I'm not driving the tank, I am the fucking tank. I will always have that mechanism to want to educate people on the road. And I am a sh I am not, I'm not doing that from an arrogant point of view because I'm not a fucking great driver. I risk all the time. I don't feel it's a risk, but if you're in a car with me, I guarantee you'd have a fucking heart attack if I drove the way that I feel I can drive. And that's because of the anxiety. I get in a car and I just fucking, I love driving, but I hate driving. And I accept that. 
Everybody around me accepts it's a bit difficult. Everybody around me knows that if somebody's going to do something erratic on a fucking motorway or something, I'm going to want to tell, get hold of this guy and educate him. That's what I do. But I try to better myself. I constantly kick these coping mechanisms in by people around me playing soft music, the right lighting, the right ambient temperature, and I feel confident about myself. And I feel sometimes, if it's at a level that I'm controlling, the, the conversation becomes light-hearted and fun, and it's an enjoyable trip again, once I know I can get past that point. These are all coping mechanisms. These aren't excuses. I try to fight all the time. I try to do what is right for me mentally. I try to push the boundaries so I can't constantly challenge myself. And like I said to you a little, just a minute ago, you know, I, I have struggled. I got to the point where I'd had enough of learning. I really have had enough of learning. I've got another week's course this week. And I'm looking forward to it because it's a break from my job. But at the same time, I, I don't know. I, it's not the journey I want to be on. But at the same time, it is the journey. You know, I know I'm. I know I'm good. I'm. I know I'm good at what I do, and it will get better. It's this time of year. It's a mixture of things, and it's also just there's a. I know there's an inherent air at the moment in the whole of the world with this struggle, and it's just battling it. It's just because what happens with the struggle means everybody's struggling, which means we don't all socialise again. We don't all get out and about. We. You know, I've started sending video messages to my mates now because text message and voice messages don't feel personal enough for me. I want that extra connection. I'm striving for it. I sat down again on Friday when I was saying I was a bit sad and I said to my wife, I said, you've not shown me any real affection for, for a couple of weeks now. I said, you know, I said, when you don't do that, it makes me really grumpy. And she sort of laughed a little bit, not in a, in, in a nasty way. She laughed as if and say, Wow, you are so honest, mate, nowadays. And we call each other mate now to wind each other up. And um, I said, what do you mean? And she said, um, she said, you're just so honest. I said, because I have to be honest. If someone's done something or someone's doing something, I want still to be part of my life. And, you know, we've been through the fucking wars and I want you in my life. I'd rather I told you what is upsetting me or what is what is not accepting me. I'd rather just be open and honest about all my feelings. And if, if it gets to a point where you're going like, I'm giving you all I can and there's nothing more, at least we know that we've done everything we can. Do you, do you know what I mean? We've been as honest as we can. And I'm not saying in, in any way, shape or form, that's a, what, the way I'm going at the moment. But what I'm saying is, everybody, if you're open and honest with somebody and the way that they're treating you or the way that they are, but do it in a tactile way, a tactful way. And like I said, I, was, I sat down and said, look, you know, I do, I do struggle. I need affection. I am an absolute cuddler. I, I really do. I love fucking cuddles. It's, it's crazy, but I really do. I'd rather cuddle someone now than shake their hand. And it's not, it's just, I just think it's a real nice, affectionate way to say hi. And um, I don't know. It's just a thing with me. Uh, I've always been one of those. I think it's, I'm, I'm, I think it's because I'm just a, I'm just a really fucking friendly person. And um, I just like it. I think it's nice. But I think by being open and honest, it's really sort of helped us to manage expectations, although that the open honesty is difficult and I don't get it back in any shape or form, not in a negative way, but I know it's hard for 
people to accept honesty or be honest. Um, I'd rather I just be honest. Um, I, I can't be asked with the, the, the bullshit. Um, you know, like I said, tomorrow isn't, like I've always said, tomorrow is not guaranteed. And the reason it's called the present is because it's a gift and we should enjoy it um, every single day. We should treat every single day almost like it's our last. And I think that the tide in my mental health, I suppose, has changed a little bit for the better I think I think that I've been doing these TikToks and I and I feel my confidence has grown I feel I feel a little bit more confident about talking I feel a little bit more confident about going into scenarios I feel a little bit co more confident in myself as in like I really know what I want I just need to work out how to get there and it's it's not probably what I what I'm, a lot of people expect but I'm just going through the motions of just seeing where it takes me it's one of those ones where my my path at the moment is is, is a bit fluid at the moment it, it's and I've got enough skills to to hopefully be able to do what I, what I want to do but yeah for me at the moment it's kind of just managing just managing and I think that it's really important that we do this it's really important that we acknowledge for me how positive your outlook can be like I said, I've had a little turn, I've had a little change of perception really in mental health and I look at it more as a positive now because I feel I'm not in total control of my mental health. Um, there is times, like I said, I do have flare-ups, there is days where I feel horrendously sad. Um, like I said, Saturday I just didn't want to get out of bed, I was in bed till God knows what hour and um, I felt, I don't know why, but I, I forced myself today to go public is Remembrance Sunday and this is the day we remember the fallen and I force myself to go and go to church and I don't say force myself as in like it's Remembrance Sunday I'm a veteran of course I'm gonna go but normally I would have done it like in my living room and I wouldn't have gone to church I don't really get the whole I didn't want the whole social thing um you know that sort of side of things I just didn't want that whole pressure but um I did, I went down, went to church, did the whole bit, had a, a pint in the Dunkirk and, you know, it was absolutely amazing. And for me, that's the steps I'm making. And I think it's really important when we talk about mental health, we can all sit there and we can all say, we're having a shit time, etc., etc. And do you know what? I'm going to cast my mind back. I haven't spoken to him for a little while, but my very good friend, Luke, um, we... I haven't spoke for a, a little while, probably, I say a little while, about a month. And um, we sent a couple of messages saying, oh, but, you know, buddy, how's it going? And I sent him, he sent me a message um, out the blue saying, how are you? And I didn't want to text, so I sent him a voice message. And do you know what? It was, he sent his voice message back and he said, it's taken me 11 attempts. I kept saying, um, all the time. He said, I said, look, mate, it's just, I prefer, it's a bit more personal. You get to hear the pitch and the tone in my voice and, and stuff like that. And um, he spoke. And when he spoke, he actually gave away more about his mental health. And he said, oh, James, I've, you know, I've turned into a bit of a geek. I, I, I love being at home. I love um, being in a, a warm living room with his with his pooch, Luna, who's not been very well. And, um, you know, but however, she's on these medication now. She's making leaps and bounds of progression in her life. And he said, I just like being at home. Just I'm a bit of a geek. I like playing Call of Duty. I just like having a relaxing weekend. And I said, that's not a bad thing, mate. You're getting to that age where you enjoy that. Look at me. I started gardening uh, last year and I've turned my fucking garden into an oasis. Um, I know there's no water at all, so I don't know why I fucking said that. But it was the only thing I could look at, think about right then that looked, sounded pretty. <laughs> anyway, it's lush grass. 
and Mediterranean feel, you know, that sort of thing. And um, I love it. I absolutely love it. And I have turned my hands to looking after flowers and things like that. So you just get to a certain age where your mindset changes. And, and I think that's also where I was so sad on Saturday and I didn't want to be sad. I, I, I just didn't. I, I'd had enough of it. I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to. There's nothing for me to be sad about. I mean, although you can get flare ups and you can't help mental health, you can certainly make the efforts to try and grasp your mental health by looking at life from a positive perspective and making sure that you're going oh okay then I'm going to do this or I'm going to try that or I'm going to go there or I'm going to if you if you don't want to do it just acknowledge it okay my mental health won today so you know but I acknowledge what what stopped me what point it stopped me and I'll work on it the next time so when you get those anxiety attacks you know what to do and you're like oh yeah okay so I get a little bit of anxiety about you know going out with other people that I don't really know it's really crazy but um even I've even got a little bit anxious at the moment about I've got a couple of do's coming up over because obviously we're coming to the festive period now we're coming to um, Christmas time and I know that I've got a friend of mine uh, he's, he, who I do podcasts with the Bilster he's coming over and already I've got like anxiety about him coming in the house it's crazy it's like um, I'm just like not not because I because I'm he's never been in my house and I'm like is it tidy enough is it is it going to be clean enough? Is it going to be comfortable enough? Oh, God, is he going to judge me on that? And do you know what? And, and that might sound fucking ludicrous, and he'll probably go, what fucking hell, what do you mean, mate? And I'm like, I do, I stress. Um, I've known my very good friend, say, Kieran, 28 years, and I still make the house pristine for when he comes over. I don't know why. I've always done it. I always will do it. I'm very, very house pride, but I, proud, but I, get, I get anxiety. But because I, I acknowledge that, I'm already, because I know, like, here I am now, we're talking three, four weeks away, so it's fucking miles away, so why are you even worried about it, but it's just that build-up, but what I'm doing is I'm acknowledging it and going, just fucking sit down, what are you talking about, you don't have to be like that, you know, just do this, this, and this, before, that's just enough to make, so, you know, for me, it's like, just hoover, polish, have a little spray around, you know, with the old uh, Febreze, and that's enough, you know that's enough to make you feel comfortable with someone coming into your house, that's crazy, but from reflection and from my OCD and that's kind of like where I, I manage things so when I reflect I go okay you know you can do that so it's almost like a bolster it's like an it's like I underpin using my own experience and knowledge about my own body because I'm in a better place because I incorporate all these coping mechanisms like I said eating healthy all last week I felt incredible and already today I'm like fucking don't do that again mate you felt shit this weekend you know, you drank half a bottle of gin, you've had a pizza, you've had loads of bread, you've just completely gone off the rails, mate, and last week you felt amazing, you felt like you were slimming down, and I haven't put weight on, I just felt a bit more bloated, but you felt amazing last week, you were regular, if you say, you know, from a man's perspective, that's good, and um, from any perspective, it's really good, and, um, you know, you felt good, you didn't feel bloated, you didn't feel sluggish, you were getting up prompt, you were doing, you were back into the walks with the dogs, this was all incorporated because I was eating healthy. And that's what this journey is about. You, when you do the things, it's okay to do it. But if you just do it and say you're doing it, but don't actually do it, or say do it, but don't follow up on it, you're a fool to yourself. You're not doing the right things. You know what the right things are. You can say all the time, I know what the right things are. Well, then you're never going to get better. You're never going to get to the other side. You're never going to find fucking true happiness. Or, I mean... What is the definition of true happiness? Nobody knows. To me, the true happiness is, is different for every single person. What I want to be happy is completely and utterly different to, say, 
one of my friends wants to be happy. I can guarantee it. But you will work towards what makes you happy and do what makes you happy. Once you get that part, that's the goal. That's the journey. And that's where I just gave you that little phrase about mental health. It's not about the it's not about the, the destination. It's not about finally being happy. It's about the process of getting to be happy. It's not, you know, to get to that destination. It's about how you drive there. And that's the big focus here. You drive there by incorporating the good things that make you happy. So lay off the drink. Cut down on the drink. Cut down on whatever you're doing that, you know, that's making you happy at the moment. It's an artificial happiness. Actually look at finding something that makes you happy. All of these things, reflection, meditation, music, healthy eating, plenty of water. These are all fabulous things that we can do on a daily basis. And I, and I, that's me banging the drum, not slapping the monkey. That is what I'm talking about. That's the bit that makes you happy. Because everything else, once you do those little things in life, like go to bed on time early and don't sit there dwelling on shit or, you know, fucking worrying about shit you have no control over once you finish that and you go do you know what and and I I did this on uh Friday and Saturday actually so Friday I finished at um I normally game till one two o'clock in the morning uh, on a Friday I think it's my freedom you know if you like where I enjoy it but you know what I did I I finished at um I think it's 20 past 11 and I went straight to bed and I was like that was my you know that was 20 minutes after my normal 11 o'clock is my my go-to sleep absolutely routine everything off at 11 sleep in five minutes bosh straight away um but for me that was routine is the whole importance thing and that's why when you have those late nights on say a friday night it was eating into my saturday so then i was lying in bed longer on saturday and then i was losing half my saturday so the next thing i know i'd look at the clock and it was two three o'clock and i'd be like fuck it's nearly dinner I've not achieved anything. And then you were sitting down going, well, I want a gin. I'm going to be lazy. And then it carries on another late night Saturday. And then Sunday you're written off because you're so tired, but you want to go to bed early. And it becomes a routine. In actual fact, when you keep your regularness up, regularity, that's not regularness. I'm trying to make words up here all the time. When you keep up the um, the regular coping mechanisms, as in, and the, well, the, sorry, the regular, where's the fucking word? I can't think of it. I can't think of the word to make something regular all the time. <laughs> when you make something regular all the time, routine, and this is where I talk about routine. All the time I've said about routine, routine, routine. Do it for three months. It becomes the norm. It becomes a learned habit. And that's, I, I drone on about that all the time. Absolutely does. And the same happens when you keep up with the thing, the, the routine things such as going to sleep, have a late an hour. But if you're just sat there from, say, 11 till 1, 11 till 2 do nothing but look over things or just wallow in self-pity or not really gaining anything positive out of life then why don't you just go to bed early have a nice a good night's sleep and then wake up the next day and then ready to plow into the next day with focus even if it's the weekend you know you'll get up then at say seven eight o'clock because you'll have a little bit of a lion you'll be out the door at half nine you're catching the early work early bird you know what i mean and that's what it's all about and that's where i say that these things that i'm doing and talking about once you incorporate them you do feel happy like i like i said i felt awful saturday i just didn't want to saturday night i was sat there saturday night googling you know um 
how to get jobs in uh, Canada, how to get jobs in America, you know, and I know it's an easy process, but I was just looking on the market and that was because I just wanted to travel. I just wanted to go, like, I just want to go somewhere for a couple of years and do something different. And it's almost like it's if, it's almost, that feeling is almost as if I'm living my last moment, but I'm not. It's a positive. It's almost like, to, to put a switch on that, the way I actually look at it is, <clears throat> I've wasted so long and so many years of my life with mental health battles, battling sadness, not missed out events, lost friendships, lost relationships, lost, you know, lost memories, that I've got to the point now where I've been doing this for 11 months, people, 11 months I've been talking to you, 130 episodes, and do you know what? I absolutely love it still. And that's where I build my confidence up. And that's why I talk on the TikTok side of things and do these little quips. Because I really enjoy helping people. I really enjoy talking. But at the same time, I enjoy talking about the process and how incorporating the right things and structuring the right people. Push away that negativity and hold on to the positivity. It's really, really important that we do that. And that's where I talk about nurturing the right people around you like I said I was feeling a bit sad on Friday and I know that there's pressures in, 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 in my group as it is so I reached out to my wife and I was like this is what I want to do I know I can do it you know would you come along for the ride eventually <laughs> do you know what I mean and it was it was almost like that and it was almost like because if not you know this is what potentially I want to do and you know it's it might sound selfish but at the same time we've all got one life and we, we've got to try and live it whilst not affecting too many people obviously but <clears throat> if you just constantly look at life and go I'm gonna be fucking sad I'm gonna just not manage it and I'm not gonna deal with it and I'm not gonna make the right changes that I know I need to do to get rid of this mental health problem and I know that like like I said you know ADHD isn't going anywhere PTSD isn't going anywhere but is very manageable now anxiety is going somewhere i'm pushing the boundaries on that anxiety there's no reason why i want this anxiety this was a a, a bolt on this was a, a free bolt on do you know what i mean this is like buying the dlc pack and getting an extra skin for your character this is what this one was and this but i didn't want that skin it was a skin of i don't know fucking Teletubby and I wanted something fucking decent do you know what I mean it was almost like that anxiety bit's come in and I don't like it you know and now instead of thinking it of it as anxiety I actually look at my I look at my little those little times where I have anxiety attacks I look at them as actual purpose and I go do you know what if I'm not want to if I don't want to go there it's because I don't want to go there if I'm having anxiety about going there it's, it's obviously that I don't want to go there. So let's just be open and honest. I don't want to go. I'm not going to feel it. Or I go, do you know what? I do want to go. I'm having anxiety because of X, Y, and Z. So what I would do now is I would I'd phone my mate up or whoever it is I was going to and go, dude, I'm fucking, mate, I'm proper stressing out about this. I hope it's all right, mate. But, you know, just fucking stand close. It might sound a little bit fucking dodgy, but just, mate, just if you're, if I'm going somewhere, the person, going to be asking that to is going to be a very close friend to mine so i'm going to explain to them dude i'm just i'm not fucking i'm a bit stressed here or you know what i mean and i think that's the open do you know what i mean i don't want to fuck i said that for us because i've been drinking gin i apologize but i am on the gins today delightful actually i just have him one for the podcast one for the podcast boys and i think that's where um 
for me, um, it's important. It's, it really is important. And that's where I want to talk about. And that's the positivity out of this is developing. It's constantly evolving, building confidence, pushing away the anxiety, maintaining friendships. And like I said, you know, um, still talking to Luke and he's an absolutely fantastic guy and he's and he's sort of he's getting to a point where he's managing things he, he knows what he wants he's he's focusing on that and I think it's really important that we do that you know and it's 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 sharing those experiences with people that what works and what doesn't work but trying something and having a go and actually reaching out maybe don't just sit there and you know moan about the sadness but the the, the actual step we need to take there is let's talk about this let's let's have a chat let's have a discussion let's get a group chat going let's get a teams call going let's get something going if we're miles apart do whatever you've got to do in your in your groups or you know if you're maybe you're in a long distance relationship and you're struggling when you're doing what you can by constantly talking and by constantly being honest you will develop in yourself. I, I certainly have. I really have. I've developed massively. And like I said, I've been doing this for 11 months. And from where I was 11 months ago to where I am now, yes, like I said, I do have bad weekends. I do have bad days at work. I am going through fucking awful pressures at home um, that one day I'll, I will talk to you about. Um, it, it's There's so much going on, I can't. But it's difficult. It's a very difficult time and you have to function highly in an organisation that is in a, you know, is in a place that you're trying to make better constantly. So it's constantly adapting. It's constantly evolving. Your pressure is really, really high. And to tie that in with home life and you tie that in with the lack of social socialising, it's really, really crazy. That's when your mental health can take a decline. But do you know what I did today? And this is where the positivity and I suppose the confidence came in. I did a little thing today that I sent little video messages to everybody in my in, in my uh, phone book that I talk to on a regular basis. Um, that would be a bit weird if I started doing that to some of my colleagues and some of my... But I just jumped on WhatsApp and uh, I spoke to a guy that um, I had a little chat about a little while ago in one of my podcasts, Tag, and went to Wales. And he was like, when are we meeting up? And I was like, meeting up in, in, at the end of this month, mate. Absolutely. I'm going in for a drink with him. Because I haven't seen him in like six months and I'm like, I'm not doing this again. I'm not going to see you like once every couple of three years. Let's make the effort. So I really have, you know, and, and I sent a video message to all of the people in my WhatsApp group that were um, veterans or serving and wished them thank you for your service, you know, on a special day such as Remembrance Day. So I sent them all a personal message saying thank you. Um, and that was just the confidence, I suppose, in me, just having the ability to want to make people happy. And actually, I sent one to my brother saying, uh, you know, thank you for your service. He's obviously a, a, he's a veteran himself. And um, he gave one back to me. He, he gave a video message, mate, because I said some other things. I said, love you, bro, and hope you're okay. He said, mate, I, you've absolutely made me smile. You made my day. And it's important that that's the thing you need to do. It's not constantly think about myself, even though I was struggling, even though I felt shit this weekend and I've shut myself away and, you know, I've sort of buried my head in the sand a little bit. But at the same time, I've done everything I need to do to keep healthy. I've been drinking loads of water, apart from the one gin on me podcast, um, drinking out of my uh, gentleman's club, uh, gentleman's talk um, glass from the Bilster. Thank you, buddy. But. What I have been doing is, um, you know, I've been doing the right things to keep me afloat. And that's the important thing. Keep me positive. And like you said, today I put on that mask for everybody. 
And what it did was, by putting that mask on for everybody and not just talking about myself, not thinking about myself, but actually going, do you know what, fucking thank you guys or love you guys, hope you're having a good day. By sending a personal message about them, I got so much positivity back. I got a couple of videos back. I've instigated a couple of conversations where I'm going to meet people. And I think it's absolutely fabulous. And that's the confidence that comes with bettering yourself. And that, in turn, that made me feel better today, which is what's led me to talk on the podcast and do a couple of TikToks, etc., etc. So it's all positivity because I'm promoting positivity. And this is where I said you need to promote positivity around you because when you, when you nurture negativity... Your outlook on life is negative. It's fucking awful. You're just constantly, and this is where I talk about, and I spoke uh, quite frankly in one of my um, podcasts where I said, you know, if you're a constant negative Nancy, as I call them, um, you're going to, inherently people are going to shut down from you. And that's where, what happened to me, people don't want your negativity all the time. They want that spell of positivity. They want to see that you're, that you're trying. They want to see and hear that you're working on it. They want to see that you're making, even if you've got to put a fake smile on just for a, and I spoke about this, we, we all put fake smiles on when we're, when we uh, talk about our mental health, don't we? We all do. Um, but sometimes it's not about putting a fake smile on to, you know, get through life or get through your work day. This is about putting a fake smile on to promote positivity because my one act of sending these video messages to my friends gave me a plethora of positivity back. Nice messages, nice video messages, nice voice messages. I got a load of positivity back. So it's almost like I sent out a smidge of positivity and I got a shitload back and I feel I felt brilliant from it. I was like, I, I feel great. I've, um, you know, I've had a beard trim this weekend and I talk about looking after yourself. And again, that's what I did Saturday morning. I felt fucking horrendous. I didn't want to get out of bed. And um, I said, I'm going downtown now. And, and my family were like, what? Can you wait till half past 12 till we go down? And I said, no, I'll be down there still, but I'm going down right now, right this second on this Saturday morning to go and get my hair cut and my beard trim because I want to look and feel good. If I look good and feel good, I'm going to promote that positivity and, and that aura around me is going to be a positive field of energy. And I did. And that, that led into me putting music on, that led into me singing, that led into me, um, you know, kind of being a bit more positive. I had a little bit more of that slump on Saturday night because I was still like, it felt like I'd forced it, but I was still battling the inward demons and then I put on the smile again this morning. I woke up and I put on that smile. I, I woke up shit again. I was like, fuck, sick of this. So I posted that. I said, I, I spoke about a lot of positivity and I got a lot of pis positivity, positivity. I got a lot of positivity. I got a lot of positivity back. And I think that that is what we have to do. Like I said, all of this is incorporated. This whole journey. I'm not looking at the finish line. I don't know where the finish line is. Um, I know that I'm going to, I'm battling the journey and I'm, I, it, you know, I'm driving as carefully as I can to get to that banner, to bang through the, the mental health blockade to get to, you know, where I need to be. So it is that journey. And I suppose, you know, it depends on what your distance of, uh, you know, learning is, you know, you're going to have happy spells all the way along because this journey is going to create it. Think of it as a road trip. Sometimes when you're on a road trip, you, you're going to get boring parts where you're just going along, 
you know, a motorway and there's nothing around. But then you'll meet a nice village and you look and you're like, this is fucking stunning. You'll stop off in a coffee shop or, you know, maybe if you're driving in Europe or something like that and you stop into a little village, that's your ray of sunshine. Then you get back on the autobahn and you go for it again and you're like trundling along and then you come to another beautiful village and you go, oh my God, tulips fucking everywhere. We're going to Brussels and Bruges way, by the way, because I love that area. And um, very, very fond memories. So got all those areas that you you know that you go through and that I suppose that for me is the journey and it, you're going to get spouts of happiness because along your journey if you're driving carefully and you're incorporating these coping mechanisms you're incorporating this positivity you're nurturing the right people around you that are promoting positivity they're not selfish they they want to see you succeed and they want to help you succeed and vice versa if you're doing all of these little things, you know, like I said, my my friendship group, my phone's down to like 20 people on my phone now because the rest of them haven't contacted me ever and they don't need to talk to me because it's been now 11 months. And I said this, if you haven't, I've had one person out of all of these hundreds of people I deleted at the start of the year, one person has come back to me positively um, and reached out and, and retried to refriend me. No one else, not one person. So it's... It, it just goes to prove that these people you think you think are friends, they're not your friends. They're, they're people, they're acquaintances, they're part of your journey. I don't mean they're not your friends in a negative sense because some of them will be friends. You will have had a positive experience with them. But what I'm saying is don't expect them to be at your every step. You had a good time. I've met people and I've gone through my friends list. I told you, they, you know, the 1st of January. And I went through my friends list and I broke it down and I just removed everybody that I didn't really engage with. And they were a part of, I accepted them. I said, yes, they were part of my life. I've got photos from them. I've got, you know, memories from them. But I don't engage with them now. They don't promote positivity in me. And I know that sounds a bit sad, but that's because the way my mental state was going was I felt I had hundreds of thousands of friends. And in actual fact, I didn't. I didn't have those many people. So I used to get sad over that. I don't so much now. I've changed that direction, even to the point when I do my TikToks. I don't look at how many followers there are. I don't look at anything like that. I just put the content out there because... I want to promote positivity. I want to promote happiness. I want to promote men being open and honest about their mental health and taking away the negativity that surrounds it and then just incorporate that it doesn't have to mean that you're emasculine. It doesn't have to say, oh God, you're not a man. You've spoke about your mental health. In actual fact, I feel stronger than I have done in a number of years. Even though I'm battling all the time, I've got the strength to battle those those um those little tiny battles i've got the strength to take them on they're not developing into full-on wars anymore they're not going on for months on end yes i still feel sad but i go right you feel sad james do something about it what makes you happy go and do that oh you can't do that then you have a tick list you can't do tick 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 but what you can do is as a minimum go and get a haircut i fucking hell feel great engage positivity expel that positivity by talking and going guys I feel fucking great I've had a haircut get it fucking done and that's where I think that for me that's the journey that's enjoying those little windfalls you don't have to oh can I go so maybe for instance maybe for instance like okay 
So if, I've got a checklist. I can't wakeboard. Why? I've not got the kit. It's fucking pissing down with rain, or it's fucking miles away, or it's closed. Or, 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 I, you know, shooting, or, or fishing, or and I can go down my list. And if there is stuff that I think, okay, I could do that, but it's a little bit fucking shit, shit weather out there. I don't want to be cleaning my stuff. You know what I mean? You go through them, and then you get to the point where you get to that little tick that makes you happy. There will be something in there that is relatively cheap, possibly even free, that will make you feel happy. That may mean just going for a walk with your dog. I fucking love that. So it may mean just, do you know what? That makes me feel happy. I put my audio on in the evening and I go out for a walk with my dog and I sniff in the breathe, the, the cold air, which is why I sound a bit bunged up. But I enjoy it. I enjoy being amongst things. I do that as a minimum. That's free. That costs me absolutely nothing to make me feel relatively happy. Take me out of the mundane process of being stuck in my four walls. Get me out walking amongst nature, feeling nature, the rain, the wind, everything, the cold air, the warm air. If it's been an Indian summer at the moment. So you go down a checklist that makes you happy. If you can confidently say you've got down a checklist of things and nothing that you can do has made you happy, I challenge you. I challenge you to go through a list of things that you, that you know will make you happy. I challenge you to get to nothing that makes you happy. There will be something. If you want to put up walls and go, oh, yeah, okay, well, no, there isn't. I've been through all my list. I guarantee, mate, get yourself out fucking get yourself amongst the fucking rain don't wear a fucking jacket wear a t-shirt and whatever or wear a jacket go out get piss wet through get get the fucking rain pissing down on you your skin's waterproof mate and everything dries but i guarantee when you're sat out there in the rain soaking wet and the rain's howling down you will be laughing hysterically because you will just in disbelief that you're soaking wet but you don't care it's the same euphoric feeling you get when you step into the garden at summertime in your speedos or your short shorts and you get the radiant sun on you. It doesn't matter what age you are, whether you're 20, whether you're 40, 50, 60, whatever, 10, 12. You, will, you all feel great when you go and do these certain things amongst nature. That is free. So that's where I challenge you. But at the same time, you bang that one in your little fucking book. Because I can guarantee if you are not putting that in your book, going out amongst nature, you're not looking after your mental health. You're not doing the basics of what you can do to make your mental health better. Like, that's it. That's that. There's, there's no argument there. That is the very foundation of I've discovered over 11 months. That is the very foundation of something that can make you happy and is free. I'm not saying it's going to change your life. I'm not saying it's it's the it's the the next or the first step onto all of your challenges being accepted and going through them. But what I am saying is that one little tick in the box is the reason we don't become a st statistic. It's the reason we don't get sad. Because we take ourselves amongst nature, we come back, we reflect, we think, and then that might even give you the time to go back and give you the, the strength to actually reach out to someone so you don't dwell on it. Go out and go, okay, I need to talk to someone about this. This is fucking true. It might mean talking to your partner, whatever it might mean, your best friend, your friend, your mother, your, your father, your brother, sister, whatever whoever it may be, 
It may be that you just have a daughter or a son and it's just you. They are still they are still there to support you. If you're in that situation, you're a support network in yourself anyway. That gives you the time and the strength. So that is the very foundation of what you can do for your mental health. Is really, And this is where the positivity grows. This is where you incorporate these things that make you feel happy. This is where you try and tick that happy box at least once a day. Because it, you, you get these lapses. You, I'm not going to lie to you that life is not fucking pain-free. It is absolutely not pain-free. I don't care what anybody says. It is not pain-free. You can be the richest man in the world, but it, it still doesn't stop pain. It still doesn't stop cancer. It still doesn't stop all the other illnesses. It doesn't stop all of these things because you're rich. You will still inherently get illnesses. You're still susceptible to bad back, knees, everything else. Doesn't make any difference. The happiness would come along is if you were around people that you were making happy as well. If you were extremely rich, you would like to think you would be in. But we are in a very selfish environment in this world at the moment. And and I find it that adds to the difficulty, I suppose. But we're all subject. We're all defenseless against pain. It will hit us at some point. But what we do is we look after ourselves. We do the things that make us happy. And there is things that we can do for free. There is things that we can do for little to no cost. Right up to the top end of if you're rich, you can do things that make you happy with a lot of ease. But at the same time, we all have the availability. It may just be a free conversation with a stranger. It may just be a free conversation with a family or friend. It doesn't matter. It, it, that's what we need to reach out to do. That's what we're trying to do. This whole journey for me is, I'm like I said, I'm driving there carefully. I'm hitting speed bumps. I'm hitting potholes in the road. Absolutely. I'm, I'm not going to deny it. There's a couple of potholes I've had recently that have caused a damaged wheel. And I've gone into the garage and I've repaired the wheel. That's what I'm trying to do. It's a quick fix, but I'm managing it. That's what we're constantly doing. It's trying to put some sort of analogy to mental health. It's about getting there. You're not every day is not going to be happy. And anybody that thinks that every single day is going to be happy is delusional. They're not looking at life the right way. They're looking at life through rose-tinted glasses. And I don't mean to sound negative, Nancy. You're probably thinking, fuck me. Mental health, you're not picking my spirits up. No, I'm not. What I'm trying to give you is reality. So what we do is we do the right things. We nurture the right people around us. We have the right friends. We have the right family. We have the right partner. We have the right job. We do these things in slow time. Some of those are going to, you might not get the right job straight away. You might never get the right job, but you make a job that's bearable to make you so you can have a little bit of happiness. There is happiness along the way for everybody. We all deserve that. We all deserve to be recognised for the fact that we are the one in God knows how many million of sperm that got through and fertilised the egg. We are that important person that should be here to try and make a difference on life. Whether that be just enjoying life and going through and just making sure you have fun or it's making sure that you have the capacity or, or you could be wanting to make sure because you have the capacity to make other people happy. But to make someone happy doesn't cost anything. 
I did it this morning when I sent video messages to people. And I said, here, hi, hope you're okay. Happy Remembrance Day. That didn't cost anything. It's a mobile fucking phone. Again, a free thing. You know, it's not free. You've got to pay for a subscription, etc. But it's not exactly massively expensive. But then I can caveat that with some people to have that out of reach. Okay, go for a walk in nature. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm not saying, it, you know, it's not. There's, there's something for you to make you happy. And it's finding that happiness and acknowledging that, yes, we are going to get tough days. But if you work, as soon as you feel that tough strike, if you work on it, do you know what I mean? It's, if you had, if you had bloody, you know, gangrene in your foot, you know, you're not going to sit there and watch it go up your leg and wait for your leg to get amputated off, are you? You're not going to do that. You're going to go, do you know what? <laughs> Fucking hell, that's hurting my toes a little bit, or whatever. You go to the doctor straight away. They'll give you everything, and they'll, you know, you might lose a fucking foot, but you're not losing a whole leg. It's it's no different, and it's a, the soon that people realise that mental health is an in it's or not even mental health, mental injury, or mental health, mental injury, whatever you want to call it. It's 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 genuine. It needs looking after more than ever in today's society. I've got a fucking severe bad back. But do you know what? I don't give a fuck about it. It's taken a back seat at the moment because my mental health's more important. And yes, I, I do pain management because I have to do pain management because it cripples me otherwise. So, But that's another thing. I've instilled a coping mechanism to give me the ability to look after my mental health. My mental health is incorporated by looking after the people that are around me, making them happy because they make me happy. Being open honest with my partner and when she's affecting me or not you know or, or or something's affected me or you know me needing to move forward or like I said I said to her we need to carry on you know I've not had a cuddle in you know what felt like a week you know it hadn't been but it it makes me happy it releases the endorphins and the serotonin when I get the embrace it's probably why I'm a bit of a cuddler actually because I do it's a natural fact that if you can hold a a cuddle for 30 seconds it releases serotonin in your, in your, in your brain because that's the it, you've you've held that embrace for just long enough to feel and you and if you've ever cuddled somebody and I mean proper cuddled somebody um, the first 10 seconds is a bit fly by wire you know you, or even two or three seconds you might have a quick embrace if you actually cuddle someone properly for 30 seconds you actually feel the relaxing sensation in your shoulders automatically you actually feel happier because you've got that love drug you've got that and this is what we forget we all search for stuff in drugs and drink and everything else and in actual fact our body can produce it just by doing the very fundamental basics of cuddling kissing embracing socializing talking being open being honest these are all just key things that we should be doing before we became a sensitive society i think if you're tactful about it people will understand i think if you're honest about it people will understand and that's the thing we're looking after here is making sure that we do it the right way for you and the people around you. And that's where all of these episodes have given me to this point. And this is where I go how happy I am nearly a year into this podcast. And I'm, obviously I, I'd love to know if I'm helping somebody out there. Absolutely really would. Some feedback would always be amazing because, you know, I put my heart and soul into this and I do like it when I know that I've potentially helped somebody. Um, I've enjoyed all of this journey so far and, and it's given me 
the focus and strength to be more confident, to be better at who I am. I actually outwardly reach to my colleague all the time because I work closely with him. And uh, I do. I say, mate, I, you know, I hope you're all right, buddy. I hope you're having a good weekend. Because I think it's a friendly thing to do. I like his company. I like his friendship. And I would do that to anybody. And that's why I nurtured the right people around me that make my life better. There's no negativity. And if there is negativity now, I ignore the negativity. I push it aside. Unless that person or that, that negative situation requires my help. And I will absolutely step in with gusto and spirit and give 110% of my attention to make that person or that situation change. Absolutely. Especially if it's in my close network of people. And that's because I've nurtured the right people around me. That's because I am eating healthy. That's because I am looking after myself. I'm at 41. So, you know, time's ticking. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm beyond the average lifespan of a human. I'm beyond the half, halfway point. Sorry, I must caveat straight away. I'm beyond the halfway point of the natural, um, the, the natural halfway point of, of a human life for a man. I'm, I'm, yeah, that's, that's the reality of it. So I need to change my mindset. Otherwise, I'm just going to be constantly pissing and moaning about fucking stuff that I can't change or feelings that I can't, that feelings that I can't change with certain people. I just go, no, they're done, dusted, move along. You've got the memories in your brain or you've got photographs. Just make the difference. But at the same time, make the change yourself. And I think that's absolutely the message for me. And, and the message today is, like I said, it's, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And I think that's a really important message. It's how you drive. It's not the location you're going to. And that's the most important bit. You're going to get spouts of sadness. You're going to get spouts of change. You're going to get spouts of difficulty. And trust me, that, that day when I tell you what I've gone through as a father, um, this, this last couple of months, um, that day when I tell you, um, I hope it adds some sort of gravitas to the fact that I'm still trying to be positive even know these things happen these curveballs I still try to remain positive at the moment I feel a letdown I feel like I've not done my duty as a as a father and that is the difficult thing for me to accept um, especially when I'm I, I'm very very conscious that I failed for years as a husband I failed for years as a friend and I failed for years as a son brother and I failed for years as a father. So for me, this is a big hit for me at the moment. But I don't want to leave you on that sad note. But what I want you to acknowledge is we take these plunges. We take these punches to the side of the face. And we rattle our cage and we get back up again from the knockdown. And we keep plodding on. And it does become difficult. Sometimes I feel like I'm working. What the fuck am I working for? I'm stressing about this job and hold the fuck on. This is going on in my family. What the fuck? I want to scream at them and say, do you have a, an idea about life? <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's almost like people get angry at the moment when they don't need to. And I'm trying to remain calm. I'm trying to change my spirit, change my ethos, promote positivity. I think that's the important part of life. Otherwise, you just become that same person that has always been hurt has always been angry sad 
And it can be that way. It absolutely can be. And I'm not taken away from any mental health. I'll never forget the sadness. I'll never forget the place, the darkness. I'll never forget those days where I didn't want to be here. I'll never forget two o'clock in the morning in the bitter cold. I'll never forget those. But I don't want to forget them. I want them to be the armour that takes me forward. I've been through this. I'm now more resilient than ever. I'm more honest than ever. You say something that upsets me, I'm just going to fucking tell you. You're being a knob. Or I'm just... And, and saying that does sound a bit harsh, but I mean it in a sense. And I, and I don't mean to sound it like I'm trying to undo what I'm saying, but there can be. That, that person might be going through something. I get that. And that's where we difficult. That's the, and even then I challenged myself straight away. I think that's important. Challenge yourself as well. And it, it comes with reflecting. So instantly I went, actually, maybe that person's having a bad day. It depends on how they are. And I think if a person spoke to me badly or did something to acknowledge me, I would address it in a polite way. I certainly did that with my boss recently. I said, you've done this, this and this. It's upset me. It's, it's mate it's affected me mate and because you did this and this i gave it he came back with a challenge and i came back with a challenge he went fair point i fucked up i accept that now i'm sorry and i think that i feel better because we hashed it out and that's where this process comes into play and that's where if you're just going to sit there and dwell on self-pity and not constantly try and fight it you're never going to win and i want you i want to be the proof in the pudding that you can make a difference, you can make the change that you need to make, you can do what you can, what need to do to make a change, you can do it, it's a, the word impossible says, I'm possible, and that was a quote from Audrey Hepburn, I never not, not quote the person I read it from, and, but it's very true, <laughs> the word impossible says, I'm possible, and just remember that, just remember when you're driving along, just think of the analogy that, that, that you driving along carefully on that road, that's your journey for mental health. You're going to get sunny spots. You're going to get happy villages. You're going to get all these good things along the way. And you are going to get sadness. You are going to get pain. You are going to get suffering. Whether it's emotional, whether it's physical, mentally, you are going to get these battles. But when you instill and incorporate the right things, like going to the gym, eating healthy, drinking plenty of water, being open and honest, meditation, Pilates, yoga, I'm, I'm music, I'm reflection, they're all there. There's just so many that you can do to just better yourself. And you don't even have to have all of them. You can just eat healthy and eat, drink plenty of water and you could, you'll already feel happier. You'll feel lighter on your feet. As they said, and as all the fitness gurus, gurus say, um, you know, go to the gym. It's the best thing for depression. Go for a walk. It's the best thing for depression. You're out amongst in nature. You're looking at visible striking colours. You're seeing the seasons change. Whether it's summer, autumn, winter or spring. It doesn't really matter. They all offer beautiful sights for the eyes. So get out amongst them. Enjoy them. You will feel happier. Even if it's just you and your AirPods or other retailers are available for your earpods. Get some music on. Enjoy it. Take that positive approach. And I guarantee, as you will see... The proof is in the pudding. I am here. And I 
can guarantee that five years ago, I would have been in a completely different place knowing or having the news sat in my house at the moment than what I am now. Don't forget the pain, but use the pain to your advantage. Use the pain to show how resilient and strong you are. And every time you do that, you get stronger and more resilient. Every single time. Every time that you bat off somebody that's pushing, that's being negative towards you, you get stronger and more resilient. Every time you nurture the right person and you engage with the right people around you, you get stronger and more resilient. Every time you're open and honest, talk about your mental health, you become stronger and more resilient. Absolutely. Okay. I promise you. I'm going to leave it there because I'm going to enjoy the rest of my gin. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And like I said, um, yeah, please share it. Um, check out my TikTok as well for some more inspirational quotes. Um, and thanks for listening. I really appreciate you. I really do. Um, this means a lot to me. It really does. I've come so far. And um, anybody that can share this for me, um, you know, would be an absolute great uh, advantage for me to try and get out there amongst more people, help more people. And hopefully by sharing it, it might help somebody that, that may need it. I want to show them that, you know, with hard work and determination, we can gris grasp this. And I've been to the, to the farthest, everything bar, um, not being here anymore. Um, and here I am. You know, so it's really important. So thank you for listening. Take care. And I really hope you enjoy the rest of your week. And uh, I'd like to try and get a live on with the Bilster again this week, actually. So keep an eye out for that. And um, I look forward to talking to you soon. Take care.